God only knows what's going to happen. Hey, Brian, what's up? Oh, I've just been seeing a lot of people give to charities lately, so I'm trying to fit in, but I can't find one that I get anything out of. Um, are you looking for something more than the intrinsic happiness you get from helping others? Yes, yes. I'm dead inside, so I want something tangible. Let's put a pin in that, uh, but I think I have something for you. Have you heard of Hope Clothing here in Kansas City? I have not, but it does sound super cool and hip even. It is. They work with KC tattoo artists who design shirts that benefit local Kansas City charities like Greenworks and Rosebrooks. They even plant a tree for every shirt sold to help the world stop burning. Wow, that is amazing. <laughs> Sounds like I'm going to be paying like $100 for a shirt, though. Way less. In fact, if you use promo code DEBATE10 at checkout, you can save an additional 10%. Uh, I've heard enough. Where can I find these kick-ass shirts? Easy. HopeClothingKC.com. They even offer free shipping. Uh, where? HopeClothingKC.com. Right, but where is that? The internet. Oh, Nice! Okay, that's the end of the bit. HopeClothingKC.com. The promo code is DEBATE10. Uh, and another thing. This is the roughest Elite Eight that there has ever been, and not a single favorite has emerged. Yeah, I'll notice how it's not and another Toy Story. I'll it's say. It's and another thing. I'll, again... It's not and another army of darkness. That's for darn sure. All right. All right. This is and another thing, a podcast where we drink, we talk, and everyone wins, except no one's going to win, because we've all lost. All... I'm Brian. I'm fucking Brendan. And I am arguing Vargas. And we are filling your sports void with a bracket of our own. We, We all chose our top 10 or top 11 movies to fill this 32 movie bracket. You've heard the past two episodes, hopefully. If not, go back and listen because there have been some... You're going to be lost. There have been some upsets. <laughs> bro, you're going to be lost, bro. There's been some up- upsets in this room. There's been some upsets in the bracket. And there have been some upsets, I'm sure, by fans on Twitter. Oh, my God. Who've weighed in because I'll say this. So we're in the Elite Eight. We're in the Elite Eight. This is the last single bracket episode we have. Tomorrow will be the top, top four and top two together. Yeah. I, I will say, and I'm sure the listener will agree as we go forward, I don't think any of us saw this Elite Eight coming. No. No. And again, we randomized this from the start. It was, it, we, we had all of our favorite, all of our top 10 favorite movies-ish plugged in, and then we randomized it. Those matchups have been pretty... Fucking crazy. Divisive. To say the least. Yes. So we're going to continue that. Today, right now, is what you're hearing. We hope quarantine is going well. We hope you've washed your hands, disinfected your phone. Um, lock your doors. Lock your doors. <laughs> Don't touch your fucking if face. anyone comes up to your camera and says, please let me in, I'm, I'm, I'm hurt. No. Say no. You've seen the no, purge. No, burps. Go away. <laughs> Shoo. I'm Ethan Hawke. Don't Leave be, me alone. Don't be Ethan Hawke. He let the person in. <laughs> he did. We, uh... To, uh, we're we talking about a better movie. Purge 2 is a better movie with Frank Grillo. Yes. Okay. Talk about a waste of a good idea. The yeah, Purge it, series. That is very I'm going to do a quick recap of, of... Oh, I thought we were moving on to The Purge. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's our number one scene. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to do a quick recap of each movie's journey to where they are now. I'm okay. going to go out of order so we don't spoil any matchups. Okay. Okay, um, so Die Hard first beat Braveheart and then defeated Shaun of the Dead to arrive where they are. 
good. Yeah, yeah. Strong journey from yeah, Die makes, Hard. Makes sense. Makes sense. Terminator Two <laughs> has beaten In Bruges, which was a very quick defeat, and then it, it mean, defeated. I think one of one of the other bigger upsets, maybe for our fan base, it defeated Seven Samurai. Ah. Uh, yeah, that was that's kind of crazy. It is kind of crazy. Aliens has surpassed the Fly 1986 version with Jeff Goldblum, sure. which was no sure. surprise. Sure, 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 sure. And sure. then it beat Army of Darkness, which was yeah. no surprise to two of us. Makes in the sense. Room. Makes sense. Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. Look. Yeah. yeah. Some of us have fan mm-hmm. favorite teams. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, it makes, it makes the sense. Sh- the Shining first beat the original animated Jungle Book. And then it defeated E.T., which was a shock to one of us. It's a little shocking. Yeah, it's still shocking. It's okay. I can, I can live with it. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, defeated the Goonies by a slam dunk. Right. And then it defe- de- defeated uh, the Departed, the Departed, Departed, by all three parties. It was a, it was a re- we all resounding... We all picked it. We all, we all Star fucking Wars. picked it. Um, Toy Story yep. defeated Starship Troopers, no surprise. Right. I would say the biggest upset of the bracket. Oh, talk about upset. <laughs> Toy when Story. you say upset, you mean one person was extremely upset. I, I, I don't think I've seen Vargas so cross. Um, maybe ever. Toy Story defeated The Thing in round two. Yeah. Again. Makes sense. Again. Mm-hmm. The Thing was the only movie. <laughs> to have crossover and lists. Have... Right. If we would have done top 15, it would have been on all three of our lists. Yes, yeah. but it's just the way the bracket. Nope. The it's way fine. of the bracket. It the is. way it's of the bracket. Fine. The way of the bracket. It's not fine, but it's fine. It's the way of the bracket. That's how we voted, bro. It is. It's the way uh, you voted. Wally. Uh, there's three of us, guy. Okay. <laughs> Thank yes, God you. for tiebreakers. Oh, you collectively. Oh, you mean I see. royal you. Um, <laughs> Wally defeated Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. Uh-huh. And then it defeated Monty Python and the Holy Grail for one of our, our biggest mismatches. That's interesting. Yeah, that's you know, an interesting one. Kind of super weird. Um, oh, boy. Since I went out of order, I sort of forgot where I was. Okay, so, so <laughs> I, I know this one. I know this one, though. Um, Old Boy defeated Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah. And then it defeated the harder, higher seated, which doesn't matter, Pulp, uh, pulp Fiction. Uh, sure, yes. sure, 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 yes. sure, sure. Have I okay? I've di- oh, I think you've I've done Aliens. I've done Empire Strikes Back. Old Boy. I've done you Die done, Hard. You did all of them. I did all of them. That's all. You of done them. all of them. I, d- I done did it. You done it all. Of you them. Done, the boy had done. You darn done done it. So today we're going to do something a little bit different since we have less movies to yell at each other about, and since you've heard us scream about them yeah, twice already. So. We're going to start giving a little bit of a, a breakdown synopsis of the movie. Yeah. Movies. Yeah. And then we're going to yell at each other and, and vote, I guess. Yeah. So that's what's going to happen. After, after the synopsis, it's basically the same thing. <laughs> it's, all, it's all hands on deck. It's uh, fucking take your shirts off. Let's go. We might. T- tomorrow for the last episode, we might. Our shirts might be off, fellas. Yeah. I don't know, man. So let's get to it. Let's I, get right to the what? I, before we get started, I told Brennan. <laughs> I hope that the last round was the most heated. <laughs> it could be. I think the every most heated round. Every round so, has gotten more heated. It has. So it has, today, but I'm worried about there being severe mismatches because of the previous matchups. No, that's not how the bracket works, guy. You're right. Trust You're right. the bracket. Trust in let's, the bracket. Trust in the randomization. Let's dive into the first. The first fight. Yes. The first matchup Give today. To let's go. Is aliens. Ooh. Versus Toy Story. God damn it! So I would like Vargas to give the synopsis on Aliens and then Brendan the synopsis on Toy Story. If you don't mind. Is that okay? Okay? All right. So go ahead, Vargas. So Aliens is the sequel to Alien. Uh, 
if you've never seen the movie before, it involves uh, Sigourney, Reaver, Sigourney Weaver as Ellen Ripley. Pause. She, Sigourney Reaver would be a very cool name awesome. in a movie. Be that, badass. It'd be a good <laughs> sta- uh, roller derby name. Ah, nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, so Ripley is uh, awakened after her cryo sleep that she was put in at the end of Alien, um, and it's like, what, 70 years? 57. 57 years after the fact, so... All her crewmates have already died in the movie. Her kid is now dead. She's got Jonesy the cat with her, and she's trying to move on with her life. Um, they, the company, uh, uh, Wayland Utani, mm-hmm. tells her that that they have started to colonize LV four two six, which is the planet that the original crew landed on and discovered the alien on. And Ripley says. Hey, probably don't colonize that planet because it's full of aliens. Uh, nobody believes her, but they decide to send a team of colonial marines to the planet because they've lost contact with uh, with the colony there. And, and to interject real fast, if yeah. you've watched the director's cut, which I highly recommend, I think Dude, the director's cut is better. It is. Uh, you get scenes of the colony starting to break down because of this infestation. Yeah, you get a lot of background on Newt, which is... Super right. good. I like the juxtaposition. Whatever. I'm type ahead, of, I'm a type of lizard? His tail falls off. Yeah. Yeah. But and not like a salamander. Referenced in Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which lost in the Sweet 16. Anyway, <laughs> <Wow>. go on. <laughs> so the Colonial Marines and Ripley and Burke, who's the company man, get to the planet. Fucking Burke. <laughs> Paul Reiser, that asshole. <laughs> they get to the planet and... All hell breaks loose. There are aliens all over the place. Everybody's dead. They have to figure out a way to get off the planet and tell Wayland Utani that, yeah, we need to nuke it from orbit. It's the only way to make sure. And, I mean, what do you, do you want to spoil anything else from the movie? I, say, I mean, go go for it. It was made in 1980. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, so. the spoiler law is much past due. <laughs> I think we're past the two-week <laughs> So what makes this movie cool is that it takes a lot of stuff from the original. It took it took a horror movie and turned it into a war movie. Is is the 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 basics right? Um, But you also have um, because at the end of Alien, the there was a robot on the ship and he ended up being a bad guy. Ash, thank you. And in Aliens, Ripley doesn't like robots. She's very distrustful of them because of the way that Ash treated her. And almost killed her with a magazine. Um, and then in the sequel, you have Bishop, who ends up being the nice guy, and he saves Ripley right. in uh, Newt's life. Right. You have the awesome scene where Ripley ends up fighting the queen, and the Bishop the big, gets ripped in half. I mean, she's in yeah. the the loader, the big mech suit. Yeah, dude, get away so from good. her, you bitch. It's so good. You got Game so Over Man. What are the other one-liners from that movie? <laughs> Game Over. Did I tell you, I, I saw Aliens in theaters several years ago yeah. uh, at Screenland Art Armor, and uh, it was a pack. I mean, it was packed. And my buddy Ross and I were sitting there. This drunk dude kept like before uh, the, those lines would come up. Game Over Man. Yeah, he would scream, and someone was like, "Shut the fuck up!" I mean, yeah. yeah. And and I didn't know he, you guys were in that theater with me. <laughs> Uh, but that's aliens. Aliens, it's aliens is fantastic. And I'll I'll say this. So, it, the capstone course for my media studies degree right. was 
media analysis and criticism. Right. Brian was in this class with me. Oh, yeah. And I wrote a 15-page paper uh, on James Cameron's again, Aliens. Aliens, <laughs> much like we've talked about, it is the perfect sequel. So one of the best action sci-fi movies ever made. Uh, just looking this up, because I think, I, I, I think at this point, we're going to need so much, like, bolstering of these yeah. movies yeah, that yeah, like yeah. Are, to so sway us either way again we've been delivering opinions much <laughs> louder than facts but we have to take some facts let's take some account. objectivity okay uh, I'm, i brought up rotten rotten tomatoes which is an aggregate of review scores etc is this going to irritate me for aliens okay it's a 97 percent critic re- critic audience score is 94 percent 94 that's I high little, i thought it was a little I, it's. I. Th- I would expect aliens. Audience would be a hundred percent. But I, I. I would expect so. I, I would Look, expect at least audience to be higher than critic. Right. Everyone. Right. But here's the thing: is everyone has fucking problems with everything, right? So you're never gonna get a hundred. A lot of movies have a hundred. <laughs> well, then they're wrong. Eh. <laughs> okay. So, so now, Toy Story. Toy Story. Toy Story was made in 1995. Uh, it is a movie about a. Uh, Young boy who has a bunch of toys. These toys, every time he turns his back or moves away, they come to life. And their their goal is to make Andy happy. And his main toy, and <laughs> spoiler alert, they did. That's his main me. toy is a, a is a is a cowboy named Woody. Uh, for his birthday, Andy's birthday, he gets a toy called Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear does not realize he is a toy, and all the other toys, especially Woody recognizes him as a threat to Andy's uh 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 what am I trying to say his love his love yeah his love basically so Woody does not like Buzz Buzz does not realize he's a toy he thinks he's a spaceman it is a movie about uh these toys recognizing that uh they are in, just as important to this kid's love and enjoyment as uh, as many other toys uh Woody accidentally kills Buzz by shoving him out a window. All the other toys think think Woody has killed Buzz. Buzz gets picked up uh, to, uh, by Sid, the, the kid next door who tortures his toys. They they think all of his toys are bad and mean. It turns out though Sid's toys are just as normal as the other toys. They're just unfortunately being tortured by Sid. Uh, they get out. They get back to Andy. Andy loves them both. They both realize that each of them have value in loving someone else, and that's the point and the moral of the movie. At the end of the movie, Andy gets a dog, a wiener dog, and they both kind of go, oh, well, this is another foil in our toyness. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes-wise, Toy Story has a 100% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, 92% audience rating. So it's a hair lower audience rating the aliens but it is higher critic rating than aliens so does that mean like eight percent of people don't like toy story is that no what that it is means? it is of the aggregate it yeah. basically means like a hundred percent of the critics rated it as a go see positive movie oh, okay, uh okay. no one rated it as like below like like below like a certain rating okay whereas like the six percent the nine like 94 percent of critics said yes go see this movie Six percent, some way said had some rating below that that drug the aggregate down. Got it. But audience wise, they liked Aliens more than they liked Toy Story. Interesting. So that tracks well because. But I would also say that Toy Story has a wider mass appeal. Mm -hmm. So I think more it probably has more votes. That's a good. I, I would say that too. Yes, Toy Story probably has more. 
uh, votes, things like that. Toy Story for sure has more has made more money than Aliens has in the grand scheme of things. Well, sure. Um, for my money, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I still think Toy Story is one of the, is a better movie. Aliens is an incredible movie that I think is very watchable, very rewatchable. However, I think if you're breaking it down, I, I think Toy Story wins, in my in my opinion. What about you, Bry Guy? I want to hear your hot takes on this. Well, man, so I think, and again, this we're giving opinions here. <laughs> very specifically, we're very right? good at this. Very correct opinions. Yes. <laughs> and they're loud. But it's we're all in our early, early 30s. Let's not delve into <laughs> How early? I remember seeing Toy Story in theaters. So that's as a kid. This as, is that's, I was like six years old. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's going to relate a lot more right. to all of us, and it's a it's something that I think still holds up today that parents our age or older could still show their kids, right? And they would still enjoy it. Yeah, Aliens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas Aliens, it's a great mother daughter story with Ripley and Newt. Yep. That was the whole point. Is femininity, masculinity in that movie? Right. Nuts. It's great. But I don't think it's it doesn't have the mass appeal, like I mentioned a little bit. I, I that's what I was just thinking about that in the pantheon of movies. Yeah, what do people know more? Toy Story or Aliens? Uh, the Xenomorph. <laughs> no, I would I would disagree. I would say I would Toy disagree. Story. I would I say with say our age, Woody or they're Buzz. gonna recognize Dude. they're gonna recognize the Xenomorph. But anything younger than I'll say twenty seven, if you if you hold up a Xenomorph and you hold up Woody or Buzz. They're gonna recognize Woody or Buzz first before a xenomorph. Nah. I would think even <laughs> even above that, like our parents and stuff like that. Like yeah, there is a. You're right. There is a. a I would say I would, say, I would still higher. say Toy Story as well. And and this is not to say neither one is a better movie than the other. I just think Toy Story is more watchable, more. I'll say Toy Story is better it's than Aliens. Story. I'd say Toy Story. Well, give, okay, give us something that's just not shaking your head and tell us why <laughs> Aliens is better. I think it just did. I told you they took a horror movie and turned it into a war movie. What okay, else do you so need? That's two movies, two movie genres that are awesome. <laughs> hit or miss for a lot of people, especially when it's you. sci-fi. <laughs> especially when it's sci-fi This is war. the first debate. This is the first round. He's He just wants to get me fired up. I can tell. I, love, I do not, love getting both of I'm you fired gonna up. I'm not going to let it happen. But it's, it's Toy Story. Let's move on. It, I mean, it already is. I've already been outvoted. Yeah, it's but, story, let's move on. but what are you gonna? You're not gonna give it anything. No, it's aliens. It doesn't need anything. It's, <laughs> you, it's again. <laughs> you're not wrong. I, I think. I, I think, just think when it boils down to Toy Story versus Aliens, give me those movies. I would watch Toy Story over Aliens. I'll. I just think that the Xenomorph is probably the perfect bad guy. The perfect yeah, sure. cinematic villain. Sure, isn't it's, Predator the perfect bad guy? No, <laughs> literally, didn't they say that he was the perfect? He's predator? a perfect killing machine. Oh, okay. But also, so is the alien. <laughs> it was built to kill. So, so, why, so why didn't you pick Predator versus Alien? <laughs> oh, <laughs> dummy! Doesn't, All right, that doesn't need to happen. Next, okay, round, let's go to the next round. Is also two very far reaching. I mean, this is Shit. we're having two very opposite polar yeah. ends. Uh-huh. It's going to be Die Hard versus Wally. Oh, buddy. Okay, so let's do let's do Wally first. All right, so Wally takes place in the very far future where Earth has become uninhabitable, and robots are left on the Earth to basically pick up the trash. And there, you find out later on that they're there to kind of make it livable again. While the humans have been launched into space, their lives have become completely complacent. They don't have to do any work anymore. They're on this giant spaceship. They all get fat. They all get kind of dumb. And they all get completely reliant on technology. 
The best part of this movie is the first 30 minutes and the last 10 minutes. But the first 30 minutes are, I would say, perfect cinema where no words are needed and you right. know exactly what it's said. Everything that I just said, they did in pictures. Right. They told you exactly what you needed mm-hmm. to know about the history, all the... all the. Uh, you have you have Wally picking up trash. Long he watches. Uh, I can't remember what movie he wa- the black and white movie he watches in his yeah. like little thing. But he longs for some kind of connection because he's been on he's Earth alone for seven hundred years. Pick up trash to make this thing perfect. And then one day he meets e- is it Eva Eva, <laughs> who is as we found out a badass quote unquote female robot. She is out there scouting planets to make yep. to see if they're salvageable yeah and eventually you see that life is possible on earth but then we have to overcome the hurdles of mankind not being ready their own hubris yeah mm-hmm. it was their downfall what they did on earth they are slowly doing on the space station yep yep and it's such a great animated movie that has so much to say about society it i mean Honestly, you could qualify it as a sci-fi movie because of all the commentary it has on right. people and human race and, and what we're doing to the earth, undeniably. Right. But it's also such a good kids movie and it resonates with kids and it makes you feel feelings. I mean, mm-hmm. this is one of those movies that is able to get me choked up with zero main characters right, that are right. human. Mm-hmm. They're not even anthropomorphic, really. I mean, they have eyes, I guess, is the only thing you can say and hands, sort of. Mm-hmm. But they're not like... They're not emanating emotions. They're not really talking. We get it. Brian <laughs> identifies with the robots. Okay. No, well, they don't feel either. <laughs> <laughs> and just for clarification, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, Wally has a 95% critic consensus, 90% audience. That's consensus. so much lower. That's than way I lower. That's really interesting for Wally. Yeah. And I'll say this. So again, Vargas mentioned we both uh, went to film classes in, in college. This is one of the classes that my screenwriting teacher took out and showed us as a way to perfectly tell story. Oh yeah. Showing oh, yeah. versus showing oh, yeah. versus telling how well, important it is in cinema. Pixar is just so good at that. Like right. you think about the, the first whatever ten minutes of up. Right. Where that stuff where like it'll best, bring you to tears. The, yep. One of the no best words. Like, romantic stories ever told. Even all yeah. their shorts without any real oh, voice dude. acting and yeah. Jesus um, Christ. So I think again, much like Toy Story, this has a huge appeal to adults, kids, old people. And you, it can get its story across right. without having any of any. Nobody really watches Wally and goes, "Wait, what just happened?" Right? Because it's so clear and concise by showing over telling. So yeah, that's that's the Wally version. Go and give me Die Hard, bro. Brennan, do you want Die Hard? Or do you uh, want me to do Die Hard? I mean, I can do Die Hard. Uh, a New York City policeman named John McClane. This movie is really. He doesn't cool. like flying on planes. He doesn't like flying on planes. <laughs> 1988. Uh, throughout the course of the movie, I, I love this in this movie because you find out over the course of the movie he is kind of estranged from his wife and his two kids. Uh, they live uh, across the the way over in LA, I think it is. Yeah, in Los Angeles. LA. LA. His wife, uh, at the goodness of her heart, invited him to a Christmas party because she knows he's kind of alone and kind of out by himself in New York. Uh, he arrives at Nakatomi Plaza. Uh, and as soon as he arrives, this New York City policeman who takes no shit from anyone German terrorists take over the building, led by Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. Uh, through crazy circumstances, the group takes over the tower very quickly. They disable all communications. Um, they don't know John McClane is in the building because I think he's what is he? He's like fucking off somewhere else, right? Or so he yeah he's, he's in events walking he's, on glass. <laughs> <laughs> he's in his wife's office when they take over. Yes, but she has used she has 
gone by using her her, her, her maiden, maiden name. name. Holly they don't. They do not know that McLean is. Yeah. So right. Holly Gennaro. Yeah. Why didn't right. they just go with Holly Generic like they meant to? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so through through a lot of events, uh, John McLean uh, battles these terrorists throughout the building uh, by barely scraping by with his life at times, by barely scraping by with enough ingenuity and things like that. Uh, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when him and Hans Gruber come face to face and like uh, up on the roof area, you know, and they both kind of real like Hans Gruber realizes that this is the guy who's been fucking up everything and he's just some guy. I love that scene so much. Think uh, I'm an idiot, Hans? Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the epitome of the movie. It's just some guy. Like, that's yeah. correct. Die Hard 1 through 3. It's yes. just some it's guy. It's just some guy. And then they start jumping caught. helicopters and shit. Yeah. yeah, and it gets awesomer. <laughs> Which is bad. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, but, but it's just some guy trying to find out what's happening, trying to get help. No one wants to help him because uh, the first time they come by, they're like, oh, like they've already hacked all the telecommunications and they're like, no, nothing's going on. We're all fine here. The next time they start blasting away all the cops and blah, blah, blah. Well, finally Carl Winslow helps, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, Argyle is out in the limousine in the parking garage, just fucking off doing whatever he wants. Um, as they get, as the, as the movie progresses, uh, they get all the people on the, on the roof. It is the, the whole thing is a ploy is uh, not to get what hostages or something like that. Yeah. So, so the the terrorists tell the cops that they're trying to get these these freedom these fighters. These freedom fighters freed. freed. Yeah. That's total bullshit. They're they're actually trying to get the bearer bonds that are yes. in the safe they, in Nakatomi. They Plaza. want the money, want the, the stocks, bonds, etc. Yeah. from Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah. And their whole thing is by getting all the hostages on the roof. They're going to blow the roof, escape a cert, uh, out of a certain way. So that they're trying to trick the cops into thinking that they're all dead. Correct. So John McClane figures it all out. And, and again, in one of the best scenes in cinema, has the goddamn gun taped to his back, puts <sighs> his hands up, and as Hans Gruber is literally just got chills. Literally, just as got chills. Hans Gruber is monologuing, pulls the goddamn gun, shoots him. And again, one of my favorite uh, out of movie scenes is that they didn't tell uh, Alan Rickman that they were going to drop him when they did. They were like, "We're going to do it on three, one, two, Drop. and dropped him." <laughs> yeah. So the look of panic on his face is legitimate as Hans Gruber falls off the building. And it's 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 so great. And then he meets back up with his wife. He saves his wife. But saves his okay. wife. They're walking away, and then some goddamn Carl. blonde motherfucker reaches for a gun. And Carl Winslow, who we open up the movie, he's getting goddamn Hostess donuts. Yeah, Twinkies. 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 He fires away and saves saves John McClane. But he life. does it because he didn't shoot. He didn't even carry Correct. a gun because he was at the desk because he right. shot a kid. Right. And he came overcame his fear and he's the to only help John and McClane. he's the only guy who no, will no, listen no. to John McClane. I don't want to hear that part of it because you shot that down immediately when you didn't even give Imbruge a chance. And that whole movie is about a guy shooting a kid and having to deal with it. So yeah, I don't want to hear that. And also, who did the gun tape behind the back better? Die Hard or Always Sunny in Philadelphia when they deal with the McBoyles on the roof. Die huh? Hard. For the record, uh, Rotten Tomatoes Die Hard has a 93% critic what? and a 94% audience. So compared to Wally, Wally has a 95% critic and a 90% audience. 6% of critics have a problem with Die... Seven percent. That's really interesting. Have a problem with Die Hard, but audience likes Die Hard more, quote unquote. The Wally score has more vote. The Wally, Wally, Wally has score. way more critic and audience. Yeah, of course. I'll, so my thing, and I've, I think I've kind of alluded to this the whole time, but I think 
the best way to put it into words for me is mm. that Die Hard's myth and ethos has grown bigger than the film itself. Interesting. It's grown. It's too big for for its britches. Everybody celebrates it more than it needs to be celebrated, and it's become sort of like not a cult classic in the in the right, right. in the classic sense, but it's become like a cult. Like everybody starts tweeting or, or doing jokes about it Christmas time. Whether it's for or against mm-hmm. it, so it sounds like your issue with it is that everybody likes it. <laughs> no, and you like Wally because nobody talks about Wally. No, <laughs> no, it's exactly the opposite. I think people that have never seen it tweet and joke about it because they're familiar mm-hmm. with the scenes because of everyone else who's told them about it, like you, who won't shut up about it around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I didn't shut up about it around Christmas time. But for we years. get it, man. We get it. Take your beret off. You. It was I'm cool. Not- it was cool before. No, I just Die Hard is the perfect action movie. It is. Uh, it, well, it's it's a great action movie. You already voted that out with Braveheart. <laughs> Get out of here. Die Hard is the perfect action movie. Wally is a very very good movie. Uh-huh. Is it a better movie than Die Hard is? Yes. No, it is not. It is a better movie than Die Hard is. No, it it's is a not. worse action movie, but it's a better movie. I would submit that Wally is better than Die Hard. I'm picking Wally. Yeah. My- <laughs> Look, I'll, I thought he was about to take his earbuds out and walk away. Hey, 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 hey. That's not to say Die Hard is not. It's a great, fantastic. It's a perfect. It's a great movie. We're getting into movies that are perfect. This is tough, Wally man. is not a perfect movie. Stop, your, stop it. Okay. Brian just said the first 30 minutes and the last 10 minutes of Wally are what you need to watch. No, which, no, no. Yes. No, no. I didn't say no, that that's no, what you need to watch. No, I said no. I said that it's perfect cinema and 30 minutes of it doesn't need a single word of dialogue yeah. written into the script for the main character to say. And you know exactly what's going on. See, but that's the whole thing with Die Hard is like there's no <laughs> there's no. Right. You get the whole story. from yes. John McClane's you do, perspective. You do. You there's do. no there's no bad guy monologue needed. Right. There's no cops telling other cops mm-hmm. what's happening. Yes. It's all told in the movie. A guy who doesn't have any shoes or a gun, right? In but, real time. And, and... You learn the, about it with John yeah. And in the age of... Uh, Die Hard came out around the same time as like Commando and those like crazy movies like that. It came out the week I was born. Right. <laughs> Interesting. I was born so that I could but watch Die Hard I'm just Die saying, I'm just saying in, in the realm... In the realm... Realm... realm, realm <laughs> Of action movies, you have movies like Commando and all these crazy, like Predator and all yeah. these crazy ass movies. Then you have Die Hard, and yeah. it's it's insane. This movie is so good and competes with the best action movies ever made. Here's, despite and here's that. here's another thing. I but Wally, I wins. know I know that Wally's already won. Yeah, I'll say this: mm-hmm. when people talk about action movies, mm-hmm. there's a whole genre where it's. Oh, it's Die Hard right. in a blank. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speed sure, 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 is sure. Die Hard on a bus. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Whatever. Uh, White House Down. Olympus is Fallen <laughs> is White Die House Hard down. in the in, White yeah. House. Right, right, right. Skyscraper. I, I get it. It came out it. two years ago. It's, it's just a Die Hard it's remake. Just die yeah. hard. It's a, yeah. just a Die Hard remake. Right. Th- that oh, he didn't have a leg. His leg was fake. That was the... <laughs> yeah, it's Die Hard with one leg. So you could hop on the glass, and then it's not even a problem. <laughs> you don't have that with Wally. I get it. Because it's die innovative. Hard, die Wally hard wins. Let's move on. Yeah. Here's the... <laughs> hey. God. That was harder for him than I think that the was thing crazy. was. Yeah. Die Hard. I get it, dude. It, and that is my it. biggest argument it. against it, is people like you with their berets just yelling, it's Die Hard. Oh, buddy. Because it's the... It's great. It's a great movie. <laughs> it's great. I love getting him fired up. So to recap, <laughs> to recap those two 
Jeez. Aliens lost to Toy Story. This is, so this is going to be one of the best. Aliens lost to Toy Story. <laughs> this is going to be one of the best matchups, by the way. Aliens lost to Toy Story and Die Hard lost to Wally. So that means we have Toy Story and Wally tomorrow, which I think is going to be all Pixar. All Pixar in the wow. top. top See, and I don't, even, I don't even care about but that matchup. I don't even care. I wouldn't th- watch good. that game. You talking about it makes it seem like you don't care. Yeah. You're yelling a lot about it like you don't care. I'll, okay. So real quick, just since we're in the halftime here, uh-huh. I thought it was pretty interesting that of the Elite Eight, Vargas had three picks. <laughs> Brendan had four. I had one. <laughs> I had one. So Interesting. It hasn't been great for old God, guy. I can't wait to see what comes next. But you're right. very handsome. Well, thank you. <laughs> now. What's next? Another Brendan on Brendan massacre. No. We have The Shining versus Terminator 2 Judgment Day. No. I'll yeah. be I'll be quite frank. I know we're going to do synopsis here pretty quick, but I was, I'm surprised The Shining has made it this far. I'm also kind of... They had kind of a weak... I feel like they, their competition was a little weak. Well... Uh, not according to Brendan, because The Shining has gone up against not for not, me. Not only The Jungle Book, it's been that. By the way, this whole journey for The Shining has been Brendan on Brendan on Brendan. Yeah, I know. It's been The Shining versus Jungle Book, and then The Shining versus ET. So that's why I think to you the competition yeah. hasn't been. But for poor Brendan over there, I mean, it's basically like Wally's. Yeah, but he didn't have to like pick. He just said, "You guys pick." <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So let's go ahead and get let's get a synopsis who, on who wants to do what. What are we, what you are, guys can do. What are the content? The content. T two and Shining. Oh, I. Uh, you can do the Shining. I know okay. T two. Uh, I'll do the Shining. Got that unlocked. So uh, the Shining takes place in uh, nineteen eighty. Uh, it was directed by the great Stanley Kubrick. Uh, it's basically about a school teacher turned writer, Jack Torrance, who is married to uh, his wife and has a kid named Danny. Uh, there is, uh, as you find out in the course of the movie, he uh, is an alcoholic and has abused his son, but he's trying to take this new job at the Overlook Hotel uh, to get away and be its winter caretaker as the, as, the, as the hotel closes down. So he's trying to get away from his alcoholism and his beating his son and trying to make a new life with his family in this giant hotel by themselves. Um, and also he's trying to write a, a novel, a book, as they get away. By the way, off the bat, really good choices, going to an abandoned hotel with just the, your problems <laughs> yeah. and a book. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's it's, what we all do, right? It's not great. Um, as they go to the hotel, they meet uh, the head chef, Dick Halloran, uh, who realizes that Danny has a special talent uh, power. What's it called? Uh, called the shinning, uh, because we don't want to get sued, boy. Um, no, that he realizes Danny has this thing, and he tells him that the, the hotel has, it's like a conduit for people like him uh, and Danny to shine for their telepathic abilities. So it's going to heighten all this stuff. Uh, as the time goes by, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt my own self. <laughs> Dick tells Danny, do not go into room 237. That is where the bad shit happens. He's Metal. like, bye. And it leaves. Go into room 37. <laughs> uh, as the months pass, Jack realizes that he's, his writing is going nowhere. He has really bad writer's block. He's not really writing anything great. Danny and his wife, uh, Danny, and his mother, Wendy, they're exploring the hotel and finding crazy stuff. Jack slowly starts to lose his mind and be acting, and he behaves stra- uh, strangely and starts. He's more prone to violence uh, and outbursts. Danny eventually, after he hears violent or frightening visions, goes to room two thirty seven, and it, and he's traumatized by a woman who morphs into a like zombie old woman, and he is uh, 
just totally blown away by that. And that bear is sucking that dude's dick. Crazy. Uh, Wendy, this is important. I think <laughs> that this happens. Is very, in this the is movie. one of the important <laughs> yeah. things about this is that a, a ghost causes this trauma. Wendy thinks immediately that it's Jack causing his trauma, which I think is a very interesting uh, way to put that. Um, as it kind of goes on, uh, Wendy accuses Jack of abusing uh, Danny. Jack fucks off and leaves. He finds a bartender named Lloyd uh, that as Jack is complaining about his marriage and all this stuff falling apart, uh, Lloyd is continuously giving him alcohol uh, as well as haunting him. And he basically tells uh, eventually that, hey man, give essentially give in to your impulses. Kill them. Drink. Fuck the woman 237, which is basically turn yourself over to your yeah. over to the ghosts and kill your family. And Jack goes, all right, yeah, why not? So <laughs> we get a wonderful scene of all work and no play make Jack's make Jack a bad boy or Jack whatever. A dull boy. A dull boy. Bad boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a different shiny. Brent's thirsty. <laughs> yeah. uh, quarantine, guys, right? Uh so yeah, so you have a cat and mouse game where uh, one of my favorite scenes in the movie where Jack is pleading to Wendy, I'm not going to hurt you, I'm not going to hurt you, I'm just going to bash your brains right the fuck in as yeah. Wendy has the bat and she is swinging at him, which is great. You have the, 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 the hauntings taking over everybody and breaking the whole place down. And you also have one of the great things where you realize that the words Danny is chanting and the things he is uh, writing on the walls and the Tony he is talking to is uh, murder and the hauntings taking him over. Um, Jack breaks down the door. He finds Wendy and his, uh, and his son. Uh, however, uh, Wendy wounds him. Dick Halloran shows up. <laughs> Dick immediately gets immediately. murdered. Uh, and they, Wendy and, J- and Danny hide out in the hedge maze. And one of the most haunting endings to a movie is you have Jack Torrance's frozen body in the hedges, but also you have uh, the shot that cuts on the credits is ni- from ni- 1921, a party where Jack Torrance is toasting the audience and the crowd as the camera slowly fades away. So good. Highlighting that, you know, you're... He's always been there. You're, you, you've always been here. Okay, to the hotel, okay. It, it's all these wonderful themes of your 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 alcoholism and your traumas. They will always follow you, and it is a very slippery slope to falling back into those habits. And sometimes all it takes is a, a ghost, tiny little penis, like, tiny little penis to fill inside you. And <laughs> no, it sometimes all it takes is a just tiny little just tip over the edge just to push you back into your habits. Yep, and it's fantastic and amazing. Yep. Now. Uh, and so real fast, Rotten Tomatoes ah. for The Shining. Uh, the critic score is 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. Which is lower than I thought it'd be, honestly. 93% for the audience score. So 85% critic, 93% for... See, that tracks for me. That makes sense for me. Now, Terminator 2 Judgment bum, bum, Day. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Commonly known as T2. T2. The sequel to the original Terminator. Uh, this movie follows... I'm going to forget his name, John Connor (laughs) and his mother, Sarah Connor and the T 800 Cyberdyne systems model one Oh one played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, so he, if you have never seen the first one, Arnold is the bad guy in the first Terminator movie. Yes. He is sent back to kill Sarah Connor before she has John Connor. Correct. 
In the second one, Bam. She, That's a movie. <laughs> she has John Connor. Yes. He's a teenager, but she has been sent to a mental asylum. Because everyone thinks <laughs> because that she's her telling raving everyone. about the apocalypse and this robot uprising is yeah. insane. Yeah. Way ahead of its time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so everybody watch out for 1999. That's when... <laughs> Okay, uh, so at the beginning of the movie, uh, Arnold shows up, and if, again, if you're coming off of the first movie, you think Arnold's going to be a bad guy. You think he is coming back to, to kill, kill John, Connor. John Connor. Because it opens with him coming back, it opens with uh, the, si- uh, the T-1000 coming back, yeah, and Robert you're like, Patrick. wait, who are these two guys? Like, I don't know. Right. So, throughout the movie, you find out that, that this Terminator, this Arnold Schwarzenegger, this, <laughs> this 800 model is the good guy. And he's actually been reprogrammed by right. future John Connor right. to protect himself and his mother. Correct. So they break Sarah Connor out of the mental asylum, and they kind of go on this little you know, road. I'll call it a road. Trip. I mean, just constant like action road set pieces yeah. that are just they, so good. They're just good. chased by the 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 model the T one thousand right. Um, Robert Patrick, who is just after them, he's just trying to kill. Do you John know this Connor. boy? Do you know? Yeah, yeah. Please don't rape that boy. <laughs> So that I mean that's kind of the whole movie. At the end, they take him out. Good guys win, and and over the, yeah, in, over a, in a haunting, haunting right. end. Because again, the Arnold Terminator yeah. is sent to protect John Connor. You find over the course of the movie that this Arnold Terminator can learn and learn new things, new feelings, yeah. etc. He he takes the play. that's that's yes. the whole the cool part of the movie is he he, uh, he becomes oh John gosh. Connor's father. What's, basically, yeah. What's his name? Kyle Reese. Kyle Reese. Yeah. Thank you. Is not present. He dies. I believe, he dies at the, the end of the Terminator. Movie. Yeah. So this robot that was originally sent, he has the face of his mother's potential killer Correct. from the first movie, becomes John Connor's father figure. Yes. And it, it's just the heartbreaking scene mm-hmm. at the end when he gives the thumbs up and and yes. he can't kill himself, so and, he makes Sarah and Connor. The, I, I know why you cry now. Yeah. Because he he is feeling the same thing John Connor is. Yeah. So he, God he damn it. lowers himself, or Sarah lowers himself into the, mm-hmm. the vat of molten lead. Because they know that if, if this Terminator survives, Cyberdyne Systems and Skynet will be able to replicate his chip, etc. Right. Because they, early in the movie, they had destroyed all the Cyberdyne Systems. They destroyed the other, right. the other yeah. chips, things That's like that. That's right, because the, the chip from the original Terminator yes. in the movie was found by Cyberdyne. Yes. That was going to lead to the next Terminator was basically reverse engineering yes. stuff that they had from the future. Right. Because they had his arm and his chip. Right. Whatever. So it's it's one of those amazing things that like... Big action set pieces. Dude, just, just some of the best action set pieces ever. Go watch the Escape from the Mall where John Connor's on his bike. Dude, uh, yeah. The T-1000 is chasing him in a uh, like semi, semi. And then Arnold shows up on his Harley. That stretch of five Classic. to ten minutes is perfect. I, it is so good. This is this is one of those movies that I probably watched too early as a kid. Oh, I, I, like we talked about, this is one of the first movies I probably ever yeah, watched. But goddamn, that scene where he's on the motorcycle and he's flipping that shotgun around. Oh, come on! Everybody wanted it. to be uh, that dude. It. So real fast, term, T Two Judgment Day has a ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, critic score ninety four audience. So and I'll say that's shining. One of, that's one of the highest user rating, like the highest number of users. Yeah. Oh my god, seven hundred forty-eight thousand yeah. users, yeah. which the highest. is the highest of we've seen so far. Yeah. So compare that to Shining. Shining has eighty-five percent critic, ninety-three audience. I'll know. So what I'll say from this, just watching you two um, talk about them synopsis, 
I know you both like both movies, but you definitely were both more animated and had more to say about T2. Sure. And you didn't have to look at our references as much Mm -hmm. to fill in the stories because to me, I think the stories are fresher in your mind because you either a enjoyed them more. (laughs) I have seen T2 so many times. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoyed it. It consumed it more. Right. So I think for me, the answer is T2 obviously because shining's great. It's a great movie, but I would much rather sit down and watch Terminator. Exactly. And I I think of most movies, I think I'd rather sit down and watch T2. And I also, I don't even think the shining is Kubrick's best movie. What do you think is his best movie? Real fast. Probably 2001. Oh, I know that's a little hipster. Sure. But I mean, 2001 is attraction. This episode. Phenomenal movie. Yeah. Well, 2001 (laughs) is phenomenal. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to murder this guy. I love it. Uh, I think I would agree with you because I think, while The Shining has a ama- it's an amazing horror movie. It's one of the best horror movies ever made. Uh, it has, I think, one of the main reasons I was looking back at uh, uh, synopsis things like that because it has so much subtext to There's it. There's a lot and That's, so much. Yeah. This is what's really going on, and this is and that why wasn't it's going an insult. On. It was no, no, just because no, no, no. it yeah. wasn't fresh in your mind. Uh, I think I and I think like we talked about T two is a movie. I I I remember watching T two for the first time when I was a kid. Uh, and then I've seen it so many times. I've the director's cut is also really good, mm-hmm. much like all of James Cameron's other director's cuts. It's also very good. I think I would honestly pick T two as well. Vargas T two. All right, that's a unanimous wow, decision. That's wild. That's our first one of this this elite eight round. So that brings us to our last one, which to me seems I see these two on my computer. Yeah, it seems like a slam dunk, but it's still going to be fun. I think. So we got old boy versus. Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. Wow. Now, I'd like Vargas to go ahead and give the synopsis of Old Boy. But. What? I know. I get it, man. But I don't this want is just to... the way the bracket falls. I know. I but can, it's... I, it's okay. We can, I can help. We'll be, we'll be fine. <laughs> so, Old Boy is the story <laughs> of Ode Sue. And he is imprisoned for how many years? Uh, drunkenness. Uh, he's imprisoned for, it looks like 20... 27 years or something. Something like that. Something crazy. Like 15, 15, 15 years. 15 I'm years. so sorry. 15. Okay. Math. So, so he's... It's tough. He's captured after a drunken night and imprisoned for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Doesn't know why. He he's, gets... Yes. He he's, gets... He's in a sealed hotel room. He gets a TV and that's it. Yep. He sees his wife die... And then he's just stuck there. That's what that's what happens. Yeah. Um, he's fed food through a door. He doesn't even get to talk to his captors. He doesn't know where he is, how long he's going to be there, whatever. And then one day, he's let go. He's got a brand new suit on. He's got right. a cell phone. He's just he's got left, cash in his just pocket. He's just left on like a roof or something yeah. like that. Um, and he he gets a phone call on this phone that says you have like a week or a month or something. I don't remember the time frames. You have, a, you have a certain amount of time to figure out why. Yes. Why I imprisoned you, and that's it. If you don't figure it out, you'll never know. Mm-hmm. So he goes on this journey. He has five days. Five days. Thank you. Because he has a pacemaker in his chest that will... Like, what? <laughs> Is that from the movie? Yeah, he has a pacemaker in his chest that this guy will stop making work. Oh, wait. T- no, the, the, the guy has, not Odesu. Oh, I thought Odesu. The bad guy has it, and he's going to kill himself. Oh, and blame it. Yes, yeah. you're right. And blame it on Odesu. Anyway, so <laughs> he goes on this whole journey, and over the course of the journey, the first place he goes, he wants to go to a, a restaurant and eat something alive because he he's only had these little fried dumplings for the last 15 years. It's been his only food. 
So he goes and he meets this sushi chef who's a woman, and that's apparently a big deal because women aren't sushi chefs. But he falls in love with her as he's trying to figure out all this stuff. And the crazy part about this story is you find out that the guy who imprisoned him hired the people who did it because Ode Su, the, the, the bad guy, mm-hmm. blames Ode Su for his sister's death yes. because she committed suicide because Ode Su uh, discovered that the bad guy that, and, his and his sister, sister were, having sex. were having sex and she may have been pregnant. Uh, it's yeah, kind there, of there are rumors that movie. spread, etc. But she killed herself because yeah, of the rumors. She jumped off a bridge because yes. the rumors. So, the bad guy, as you find out at the very end of the movie, made Odesu fall in love and have sex with his own daughter. Everything Ooh, that's that's the big twist of the boy. movie. Yeah, is that everything Odesu has done after he was released, he was basically hypnotized to do. Right, and it's all planned out for him to do these things. Right. To meet his daughter at the sushi restaurant, to do all these other things. All of it. All of it all was of it's planned out by the bad guy. And you realize these things and you are disgusted and horrified. Yeah. And and so the very, very end of the movie, Odesu is pleading with this guy. He's like, I'm so sorry I did this to you. I had no idea. He takes a big pair of uh, uh, like dress shears, big like scissors, scissors. Giant scissors, yeah. And cuts his own tongue off as a way to say, I will never... Do this yes, again is to apologize. It's his, it's his repentance, and then at the end of the movie, um, Ode Su and his daughter, who his daughter does not know that he, this is his uh, her father that she's in love with, they go to the woman who hypnotized him originally to try and wipe his memory again so that he can just live his life. And it ends with an ambiguous shot you don't know if it worked or not. And yes. that's old boy. My quick thoughts. Uh, boy, uh, old boy, old boy. I'll because, say Vargas loves the ambiguous ending. Be- well, because here's a couple things. So, uh, at, whenever Odesu uh, uh, confronts the bad guy, etc., uh, uh, Odesu cuts his tongue off. The bad guy feels bad. He drops his remote. <laughs> yeah. And as Odesu, he act Odesu activates it to like stop the guy, and it's a recording of Odesu and his daughter having sex. Yeah. That is, that is, it's like a, basically this guy, no matter what, was always going always to do yeah. fuck this guy over. Yeah. So yes, they go to the hypnotist and one of my favorite scenes is after uh, the, he gets hypnotized, etc. Uh, his daughter finds him again. And they're hugging. And yeah. they're hugging and she professes his love to him. And Ode Su smiles and then gets a weird look on his face as in like, wait, something right. is off. And yeah. then it ends. And it is like one of the most like haunting <laughs> endings ever. Uh, to clarify, Old Boy has an eighty-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes critic, has a ninety-four percent audience. That tracks only one hundred thirty-three thousand votes. True. That's true. Which is very one of the, one of the lowest it. ones. You have to read. Yeah, it. You do have to read it. That's right. going to turn a lot of people off. Uh, yeah, Old Boy is just—it's a fantastic movie that is all about vengeance and your vengeance that you thought you wanted was actually totally you don't want it. Yeah. You don't want it. Actually the, the route of your pain and your vengeance is another route totally and everything about it is just fucking brutal. And correct me if I'm wrong. It's directed by Park Chan-woo or Park Chan-wook. Park Chan-wook. Uh, have you seen his other movies in the vengeance trilogy? Yeah. Lady, Sympathy, Lady Sympathy vengeance, vengeance and Sympathy mm-hmm. for Mr. Vengeance. Yes. All three of those movies are so all good. like a spiritual trilogy essentially yeah. yeah all those are very good and they're all on netflix from what i remember i think so are they i think so they're on shutter 
<laughs> As you recall from two episodes right. ago. So now against that, we have the seminal classic. I would a lot of people argue the best of the original trilogy, <laughs> Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. Right. Empire Strikes Back opens uh, a few years after the destruction of the Death Star. The Rebel Alliance is on the planet Hoth, and they're bracing for another, uh, basically, Empire attack. Uh, you have the wonderful scenes of Luke and Han out and about on Hoth's uh, surface looking for uh, different threats and things like that. Uh, Luke gets taken by a giant creature, uh, whereas Han fucks off back to the place. Han is planning on leaving the resistance. He feels like it's a lost cause. He doesn't want to want to go. He's trying to convince as many people as he can. Uh, eventually, Han's goodness takes over, and he goes after Luke. Luke uh, gets he escapes the Wampa, but he he gets a vision from Obi Wan Kenobi, his former mentor, to go to the Dagobah system to uh, train with Yoda, Master uh, Master Yoda, a ancient Jedi trainer. Um, the Empire attacks the rebels. They barely skip their lives. They split up. Uh, Han takes Leia with him, uh, and then Luke heads the Dagobah system. Uh, Han and Leia, Chewie, C-3PO, they get in a, a chase away from the Empire where they are constantly going away. You have wonderful character moments of finding out what these characters stand for, what they actually want and need, which is basically the, each other. They continuously fail, much like uh, Luke in his journey with Yoda on Dagobah. Uh, Luke, uh, Yoda is basically not convinced Luke should be a, a Jedi Knight. Um, however, he trains him kind of reluctantly also because Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, urged Yoda essentially. Uh, Luke sees visions as he's going through this whole thing of his friends dying. He realizes he needs to go help his friends. We cut to his friends going to a safe haven, they think, but it's been taken over by the Empire. Um, a bounty hunter has tracked them there. He takes Han Solo's frozen carbonate body uh, back to uh, Jabba the Hutt. Uh, it is a massive getaway from the Empire, wonderful thing. Then you have Luke showing up, and the whole thing was a vision from the dark side of the Force to get Luke onto Cloud City so Darth Vader could confront him. And one in arguably the best scenes in cinema history. Biggest reveal, for biggest sure. Biggest reveal ever. You have this amazing fight between Darth Vader and Luke culminating in Luke losing his hand and Darth Vader telling him he is his father. Everything he has known is thrown is topsy turvy. Uh, everything, everything Luke has been training for is a lie. Uh, you have, then the movie ends in pretty depressing fashion with the rebel Alliance barely scraping themselves together. Luke and Leia, Lando, Chewie, all coming together to go find the resistance, find the Rebel Alliance in an effort to find Han, who has been taking frozen carbonite to a warlord on Tatooine. Um, Man. Empire Strikes Back has a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a 97% audience score with over 1 million. So the highest vote versus the lowest vote we've seen so votes. far. Now, I don't know if you guys know this, but at whenever at the the Darth Vader reveal scene. Did you know they cut out dialogue from Luke? No! He, he had the, yeah, he had the no! reaction where he was screaming and he does the couple screams, right. but then they, so at the end of that, they cut out, ah, oh, gross. I made out with my sister <laughs> as he's falling. Yeah. 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 As he's yeah. falling. They thought it was better for him just to fall. So <laughs> it was interesting. 
Look, it is hard to argue against this classic I, because yeah, basically, yeah, because basically what you have is one of the most underrated movies that many, many people have right. not seen versus one of the most celebrated movies that almost everyone has seen. I'll say, I'll say this. I think it's, I mean, it's, it's Star Wars. It's hard to argue right, against Star right, Wars. Right. However, this is both a sequel and a prequel movie. The I think mm-hmm. the weakness Empire has is that it doesn't hit as hard if you've not seen New Hope. It also doesn't hit as hard if you don't watch uh, uh, Jedi after it, right? Yeah, but it's I don't have a, to read it. I but but here but here's the thing. Here here's I, I I take a little issue with that. In that I know you do. In that. This was a time when sequels were movies. They were they they work as its own standalone thing. So I remember as well as like T2, much like T2 works as its own standalone movie. Yeah. Empire also works as a standalone movie. It ends on this note of like kind of like very very despair and hopefulness where they've found each other, they're preparing to go out on another mission. However, honestly, if you just cut Empire if you just ended on Empire you have a pretty solid like. If you end on Empire, you're, the question you ask yourself immediately after uh-huh. is, "What happens next?" Well, which is the mark of a great I, movie. I get it. I get it. But it also works as its own thing. He, I, I think, it, he follows the hero's journey so well in those three movies right. that Empire cuts on the darkest moment. Right. And so you have to get through that darkest moment to get into Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So I can I obviously see where you're coming from, Vargas, in that it as as a as a solo movie, if you were to watch this movie alone versus Old Boy alone, because Old Boy was written as a solo movie, whereas Empire was clearly not right. written. Yes, it doesn't it doesn't work better than Old Boy in that way, it, like in that fashion of being a, mm-hmm. a single standalone film, but we're not, not looking at it's it. Not that really way. We're not. But we have we're to. not. But That's we're not still, in a vacuum. But but we're not in a vacuum. But it's not Star Wars. And just because as it. And just because. But but just because it doesn't work as well as a quote unquote total movie, I think it's still more entertaining and it's a better story. Mm-hmm. It's not as far fetched, but in, it's more classic. And yeah, and and again, hold on. <laughs> Did you just say Star Wars isn't as far fetched as Old Boy? In in like a general, obviously we know it's sci-fi. Oh, okay. They they both have incest, but man. yeah, yeah, they both have incest, but one of them does it twice. <laughs> and I would yeah. say, and again, oh, like boy. to that point of saying. like Empire is a sequel, but it works as its own movie. Like movies these days, like, you know these goddamn movies nowadays. these days. Nowadays, nowadays, goddamn it, fucking kids. A lot of sequels these days rely on building a universe, building like a big. You have to watch the next next movie. And I would say not necessarily. Empire, you don't necessarily have to watch the movie before it. No, it you're does, wrong. It does pretty well. It would help. And you could watch the movie after it. It would also help. But Empire works as a standalone movie. It does yeah, well basically. explaining its own universe. Yes. And it, I think... It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not... It's not a fault of the right. movie. He just I'm called just, the best Star Wars movie ever. It's fine. it's fine. I don't think it's the best Star Wars movie. What do you think is the best Star Wars movie? New Hope. Yikes. This is my favorite Star Wars oh, movie. Okay, well, let's go watch uh, Flash Gordon. Let's go watch uh, <laughs> Forbidden My Fox. vote is for Empire Strikes my Back. My vote's for Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. What's your actual vote, Vargas? Old Boy. Oh, you would rather watch Old Boy than Empire Strikes Back? Yeah. You've shown your hand a lot this, this 
week, but I think that's the biggest hand show you've given again, on into Vargas's psyche yes. of how he watches. And again, movies. it's one of those things that Old Boy is a is a fantastic movie. So he, he let me let me I get it. Let me explain yeah, yeah, yeah. my mindset. Sure. If I'm sitting down to watch Empire, there's right. gonna be a lot of, oh yeah, I remember that from New Hope, and oh yeah, that pays off in Empire. But but what ex- I mean. There's just a lot of a lot of because it's it's the middle uh-huh. part of a saga. Yeah, for me, right as a movie watcher, right. there's going to be a lot of referencing uh-huh. the other movies in the saga. And as a as a one movie versus one movie, See, I'd rather watch the yeah, one movie. I can kind of understand that, but I also think Empire, like A New Hope, is is not a huge story wise plot development movie anyway. Right. It's Luke is the hero. He's starting his hero journey. Yeah, you have Han as cool. a smuggler who doesn't want to be there. We get that in Empire. We get Luke wanting to keep together the resistance to become a hero. We get that in Empire. As I say, each movie has its own hero's journey, and yeah. then you have the and overarching And it's all hero expanding journey. on it. The only thing you really need to know from New Hope is these characters who were all introduced very well in the first first opening, as well as the this unknown evil forces following them, which we get as but well. Like, but That's again, the only thing you need from New Hope. Yeah. That's but, all you need. But like, And you the, get that in the opening the Darth, five minutes. But the Darth Vader scene is is nowhere near as impactful if you don't have New Hope. I mean, not really. Darth Vader is in New Hope for five minutes, five, yeah, ten minutes. But that's why it's so in, impactful in, in because it, he's just this looming force. Yeah, he's, he's, You learn about yeah. him you know, from the outset where... He killed your mm-hmm. father. Okay, I'm gonna go kill this guy who killed my father because I never knew my father. Right. It 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 doesn't work as well. Mm-hmm. The reveal doesn't work know. as I, well without seeing because the you get you get those conversations between Yoda and Luke too. You get all that stuff. All that but stuff. Hold is on. Filled, all that stuff is filled in. We've gone too far. Empire has won. <laughs> and I thought again. I thought Vargas's biggest hipster moment was earlier, but it's clearly now where you choose Yikes. old boy over Empire Strikes Yikes. Back, which is fine. But again, it gives a, a good view into your psyche of how you digest and enjoy movies. It's very interesting. It's not bad. Yeah. You just said it was bad. No, I didn't. I just said you're a hipster, <laughs> which okay. yeah, this is bad. <laughs> so to recap, our, we Christ. have Toy Story versus Wally, Pixar, and then we have Terminator Two versus Empire Strikes Back. The two of the best sequels the ever best, made. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be interesting. This is crazy. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting. So f- you know, let us. I'm sure there are some hard opinions that have been going on during our hour long uh, final, not final four, elite eight uh, journey here. So email us at debatesonfans at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at debates on tap. Find us on Instagram at debates on pictures, and then find us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash debates on tap. Also, please, you know, if you've enjoyed this. Subscribe to us on whatever you listen to us on. That's iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, any of those. I'm sure I missed a couple in there, but I mean, you can find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I'm sure we're on there. So, you know, do us a favor, hit that subscribe button. And also go check out Nightmare Junkheads. They're doing a a horror version of this, kind of where we got the idea. Uh, But they're super entertaining guys. The bracket is nuts. So if you're a horror head like I am, Go check that out. Well, you both fill both fill out your own brackets. Yeah. So see how you stack up, fill out your own bracket, and and then give it a listen. Yeah, I was like busted week one. So oh <laughs> yeah, come on. Much like this insane bracket. <laughs> yeah, all of the number ones have been busted. So yeah. well, thanks for so much for listening. Bye.